all the way live from the great state of Florida. Here we are once again. All right, everybody. Um, so today we have actually our first ever guest. And we're going to get to that in just a few minutes here. As usual, I'm going to start off with the um, NFL stuff. Last week, Bills ended up missing by half a point thanks to a fucking safety at the beginning of the game, which kind of threw off uh, threw off the spread a little bit with the two points. We had them at minus 14 and a half. Um, they ended up winning by 14 exactly, so that's another miss by half, by half a point. So that's now two misses by half a point, which is a bit of a ball buster. But it is what it is. Then we had, uh, let's just go back to the, the card here. Uh, so Bills was a miss. Then we had um, Ravens was a hit. Niners was a hit. And then Washington was a little bit tricky because it did move quite a bit because they did have a lot of guys get out um, because of COVID and stuff like that. So I actually, uh, honest to God, told a friend of mine, a loyal, a loyal listener, uh, that I wanted to strike that one because he was the one who, who, who told me that uh, Washington, I guess it, it happened Sunday morning when I was on, um, going to the airport. Um, they had uh, a bit of an outbreak that morning. So then it, it moved all the way up to six and a half. So I guess depending on when you took Washington, uh, that was a winner too. Uh, I officially striked that from the record, so this week came to a total of two and one uh, for a total record now on the season of eleven and four. So for this week, I think I'm gonna stay away, just because a COVID, b um, you know the the last week in the NFL regular season is always a a weird a weird situation because it's like. Who's playing? Who's not playing? Like, like, like Dallas, Philadelphia, for example. Philadelphia clinched the playoff spot last week, and it's just like, can they really move spots? Like, what's the difference between the sixth seed and the seventh seed? Like, who's going to be playing? Who's not going to be playing? Kansas City has something to play for, but like, you know, it's just, it. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Like, for example, Cleveland is laying six against Cincinnati, so like that tells you right there. It's like. Are these guys even playing uh, Green Bay minus four at Detroit? That's just another classic example. We don't know if Rodgers is going to be on the field or not. So I think altogether we're going to kind of just stay away from all of this. Um, you know, I if you felt so inclined to bet, I do. There are a couple. Of, there are actually a couple that I do like here. Uh, Baltimore minus five and a half at home against Pittsburgh. I like quite a bit. Um, but again, is Jackson playing? I don't know. I guess there was an inkling that he was practicing and maybe on the field. Pittsburgh's playing for, you know, they need help, but they're not eliminated from the playoffs yet. I don't know. I think, I think that most of these are, are, again, like I said, most of these are stayaways. Some teams need to win. Some teams are just playing for pride. Some teams are just sitting their starters. 
Chargers Raiders, I think, is a is a great game. Like that's a must watch game because winner of that game gets in. I kind of like the Raiders at plus three, but that's it. That I don't I don't like it enough. But I think that's that's going to be a, a great game to at least watch. But all in all, I think this week is a total stay away. We're going to stay away from everything. Uh, just because there's so much stuff up in the air. And I record these in the middle of the week, and Washington last week is a perfect example of why maybe that's not the best idea. But, yeah, this week we're going to stay away. But instead, instead, we are going to push... Let, let me pull it up real quick. We are going to push... Let's see what the official line is. Um, hang on a second here. We are going to push officially. I see Georgia minus two and a half. That's that's going to be the lone pick of the week for uh, the Monday college football championship. Georgia minus two and a half. Uh, from what I've seen and read, there's been uh, an overwhelming amount of tickets on Alabama getting the points for obvious reasons. The last time these two teams played, Alabama beat them by 17 points. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much solace held in either of the um, semifinal games because both these teams are playing much lesser programs and obviously beat the shit out of both of them. So I don't think that really has much change in perception, but these two have an obvious head-to-head, and obviously Saban owns his uh, protégés, but... All of that considered, the fact that Georgia is favored in this game makes me love it. And the fact that all of these tickets are going in on Alabama makes me love it even more. So I think that this is an obvious, obvious pick. Obviously, uh, obviously, obviously, obviously. Let's see how many more times I could say obviously. Um, everybody's going to be watching this game. A lot of people are going to be betting on it. My... Uh, my take is that uh, Georgia is a, is a phenomenal, phenomenal bet here. So we're going to lock that in, make that a f- the official bet of the week for the podcast. Again, we are 11-4. and four. Um, Been exclusively NFL, but because of the reasons that I just uh, addressed with the NFL this week, I don't want to leave you guys hanging and have no picks this week. Uh, we'll pick it back up with uh, Wild Card Weekend, and we'll go back to strictly making an NFL again. But, you know, we'll see what happens, what we do with it after the NFL season. I don't know if, we're, you know, are we going to pick up maybe NBA, college basketball, probably college basketball, but but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, love Georgia. Couldn't recommend it more. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to, uh, we're going into 11-4. and four. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and lock in UGA minus two and a half officially. And we'll see where we end up before we head into wild card weekend. All right. So for our next segment, we're probably going to shorten this up a little bit today. Uh, you know, we're in Florida. Parents are here and stuff like that. And we have a guest who's so um, kind to take some time out of his very, very busy day. To be with us a little bit. So we're going to do a segment here. Um, similar to the uh, the classic classic search engine, Ask Jeeves. We're going to have a segment today called Ask Deeves. For the one and only, 
Dan DeVito. Dan, why don't you say hello to the audience? Hello, Drusman. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. So uh, we have five questions for Mr. Dan DeVito today. Uh, We're just going to go down the list, kind of grill him a little bit, see what he's up to, see what he's doing, see what he's thinking about, and then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. All right. I'm just going to go down the list here, all right? So first, I know when I first asked you about if you wanted to do this, what I asked you, what do you love the most and what do you know the most about? And you told me, you told me it's your job. So why don't you tell us what you do? I have the privilege of being a property insurance broker for energy and power companies. So what does that mean though? It's, it's exhilarating. If I went into what I did, that would be the next five hours of this podcast and everybody would be falling asleep and or turning it off. What's the 10,000 foot view? If you have a fire at a power plant, at a solar facility, at a wind farm, I place an insurance policy that in theory, excess of a deductible would pay to replace that asset. So a, a good example would be a Bitcoin mining farm. If they're... If they're one of their computers lit on fire and the place burned down, you're the insurance for that. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. So we have a Bitcoin mining operation. It's about $200 million in the middle of nowhere, Texas. It's basically 40 containers filled with data servers doing Bitcoin mining. What that actually means, I have no clue. But the neat part about it is it's getting 100% of its power from a co-located wind farm. So there's an asset called Astro Wind that is providing all of the power to the mining operation. And it turns out I'm in the wrong business based on the amount of revenue these Bitcoin miners will be making. For one year, they're projected to make around $78 million. And my insurance salary is nowhere near that. So if I could find somebody to give me about $250 million, maybe I'll get into that business. (laughs) All right. Um, All right, so let's just go down the list here. Now, now that we've got that, now that the dust has settled with that boring shit, what are your goals for this year? That's a good question. I texted Stephen Afonso exactly what my goals are this year, with the two biggest ones being got a bit of a gambling problem, which we're trying to stop for 2022. <laughs> not off to a good start. Not off to a hot start, courtesy of you. We did take the cats last night, which was the winner, winner, chicken dinner. The bet of the century. And then uh, shout out to Arkansas Pine Bluff with a. Uh, the minus 130 m- money line win, uh, so can't up. complain. But then we ended 2021 nice. We were on a hell of a run um, between the Cats, between NFL Sunday, the Niners bet, which was your bet, um, which I got a 13 and a half, courtesy of a late field goal yep. in garbage time. Covered that. Um, it's a gamble last, and I got to lose some weight. Since about Thanksgiving, I've been on about a 30-day drinking binge with a combination of work and vacation and weddings and things like that, so... Currently porked back up to about 225, back to my my fighting weight, and I would like to get back down to 205 before Memorial Day. How would you say we're doing in the first six days of January? <laughs> Didn't start off too hot, but we're trending the right way now. Uh, Mrs. Orlando is a phenomenal cook. I have, <laughs> I have self-control problems. Everybody had one enchilada for dinner. I had two. Everybody had eggs for breakfast. I had eggs plus two hamburgers. But um, we're tapering it down a bit. And I'm also trying to stop drinking. So this week I've drank every night except for last night. So I would say things, things are moving. All right. That's good. All right. So 
now, now we get, we really get into it here. What is currently the state, or I guess what is the projection moving forward for the situation that is the ladies for the rest of the year? Um, so as some of those, especially my roommates now, there is a girl from home who lives in Queens. I've been doing some sober Sunday sleepovers in Astoria. Oof. I'm highly confident she will not listen to this, so I'm able to talk no. transparently about it. I'm going to fucking send it to her. <laughs> Please do not. Um, but yeah, I would say she is the most stable. We did have a, a sleepover, not sober, yeah, on Christmas, seen her a lot, right? which was exotic. Um, basically, whenever I go home, she has a car in Queens. So if one of us is sober, we drive the other one back in. And then when we get to Queens, it's somewhat assumed we're having a sleepover. Why don't you tell the story about how she came to the Eagles? Oh, ready. my God. <laughs> um, all right, we, we could go off on a tangent quick. So we were at Harrison Turner's birthday in, where was that, the Lower East Side? Yeah, right? the Delancey. We're in the Lower East Side. I catch what you might call as a booty call. Uh, this girl lives in Queens, goes out in Astoria. So, of course, I Irish exit from the bar, and I Uber to Astoria. I go out with her and her friends. I get brought back to her place. Her friend was staying with her. Her friend brought back another guy. I had to answer the door naked, which if anybody knows me, or as I just said, <laughs> I put on about 20 pounds in the last month, don't look very good naked. Um, and they ended up driving back to Long Island, which in hindsight is probably one of the crazier parts of the story. Queens to Port Jeff, where this girl lives, is about an hour and a half drive. Yeah. Doing that at 2.30 a.m., pretty fucked up. It's probably no bueno. Regardless, based on her Instagram story, I think her friend's still alive. Um, but that next morning, so my buddy is, from home is an Eagles fan, and he has season tickets. His grandpa and dad had them. Unfortunately, his dad passed away like 10 years ago, and they have kept the Eagles tickets ever since. So my friend from home always needs a plus one. I am a big Giant fan converted to an Eagles fan because the Giants are a miserable team to watch. So I go to a lot of Eagles games. In the morning in her bed, it was my buddy and his girlfriend, which happens to be this girl's cousin. So that throws another whole other wrinkle into this. So I said, let's surprise my buddy and his girlfriend and bring her down to the game. And she was like, no, no, no. But I guess I have a silver tongue at about 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Bought her an Amtrak ticket, which in hindsight was rather expensive. <laughs> she did buy her own Eagles ticket, which was great. Um, and she took the Amtrak down to the game with me. We saw the game, or we pre-gamed in the parking lot, which I puked my brains out, which I think is a good part of this. Kept calling her my girlfriend, which also in hindsight, probably no boy now. Then my buddy drove us home, and he said, all right, we're either stopping, I'm only stopping once. It's either Lower Manhattan, where I live, or Queens, where she lives. Somehow she pulled rank on me, and we stayed in Queens, so we had another sleepover. So that was a streak of back-to-back Sunday sleepovers, which ended up extending to the next weekend as well. So we had a little bit of a theme occurring there. Jeez. Yeah. So no bueno. The good news on that was that we were both drunk, though. So what what's the situation for when we get back from Florida, then? Are you going to keep seeing her? Are you just going to keep her in the mix and then try and find others? Like, what's, what's the deal? Because you've been seeing her a lot. So people break my balls and call her my girlfriend. I correct them and say that we're just fucking, which <laughs> not very appropriate, but to me is the honest answer. Yeah. Um, we have basically a strictly Snapchat message relationship. So you don't text. Which I have with... A couple, a couple girls in the mix. Most no, of them are a little bit crazy. No texting, okay. no FaceTiming. 
basically no texting. The occasional text. Um, will be after 11 o'clock. Yeah, me, her, and my chubby friend Sipa from home all have Pelotons, which I use comfortably the least. Um, and we all ride. We try to ride together. I've never done ride with either of them because I never use it. <laughs> um, so we'll typically use a group text. I'll never text her direct. I typically only text her when Sipa's in there to talk about Peloton rides. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything more or less stays on Snapchat. Okay. So no paper then, trail. So then what's the rest of the landscape looking like? We're going to find out. I'm going to say, so, and the good news is, like, she's relatively attractive. And I can't say I I do very well with many attractive girls. Um, so it's, it's not terrible to keep in the mix, to say the least. Okay. Um, but I can say one thing now, and I know for a fact if I start drinking and I get booty called, I'm going to cave in because I have zero willpower. Yeah. Which well, is the honest answer. I mean, hey, if you find a girl that's willing to keep it casual like that, then you'd be an idiot to, to dismiss it. Yeah, and she's in very good shape, very athletic, so it's a lot of me laying on my back and... Her doing the work. Yeah, I just literally lay there. As long as I don't die, I survive. And speaking of that, kind of gets into, feeds right into the next question. What is the state of your current fitness and where do you want to be by the end of the year? Or within the next six months, realistically. By the start of, by Memorial Day. What's the goal from now to Memorial Day? All right, so current state of my fitness I'll take first. So in calendar year 2021, we lived in Fort Lauderdale for the first three months of the year. And we were running basically every day. I did a half marathon on Valentine's Day that I did, I believe, in an hour 54, which I was pretty proud of. Um, That's good. Then for my birthday, I did a triathlon out in Montauk. Fast forward to January 5th of 2022, me and John ran two and a half miles yesterday, and I had to stop five times. So I think that sums up the current state of my fitness pretty well. Um, I was able to do 20 push-ups, and then for the next set, I was able to only do like 15 push-ups. So not, not doing too hot in the uh, physical category. Where I want to get to for Memorial Day is I got to get back down to ideally between 202 and 208. Typically, 208 is on Mondays, 202 is on Fridays. That's usually how my weight fluctuates. Um, gonna try to do at least one or two half marathons this year and probably another triathlon. Um, so that'll probably be the plan, do the Montauk Triathlon again for my birthday. You should sign up with the one with me and Brett. Yeah, the which Brooklyn one? Is that the Brooklyn one? Is that May. May or is that? Yeah, so May. me and Bennett were talking about it. So I think I'm gonna try to make a tradition for my birthday, which is July 20th, so it always falls. This Montauk Triathlon typically falls on the third Sunday in July each year. So I'm gonna to try to make that a theme. If I tried to swim a half mile this year, people would be attending my funeral because I would drown. There's a 0% chance I could do that. The pool in John's backyard is probably about 28 feet long. I'm not even sure if I could swim across it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost like we prepared for this, which we did not. Yeah, we're totally shoot from the hip. You brought, you brought up Fort Lauderdale, and the last question I have for you is as probably the most prominent snowbird I know now. Um, what would you, how would you compare, what, give, give us some of the compare and contrasting of Florida and New York and maybe the pros and cons of both because I don't want to totally shit on New York because there are things that are available in New York that aren't available here. Why don't you kind of give us the, the difference between the two? Yeah, New York's obviously great. Born and raised in Long Island. I've been living in New York now since July of 16, so hard to complain. Um, winter in New York is miserable. And if you're going to sit there with a straight face and tell me you like the snow in New York City, Bullshit. you're a liar. I'm sorry. No one does. It's just not like, uh, like it, nobody does. It's just not possible. Um, a lot of people I know like to go up to like Vermont and like upstate New York and do like, skiing and crap like that. Not fuck, for me. Fuck that. Not fun. 
I don't know, look, more power to you. You snowboard, it looks really cool. I have a very high center of gravity. I tip over pretty easily. I'm very clumsy. I'm not a snow person. I'm not even a cold weather person. But I do love Montauk in the summer. It's probably my favorite place on the planet is the 7-Eleven in Montauk and eating taquitos behind it. So <laughs> what I will admit is between about Memorial Day and Labor Day, I think Easter Long Island, and even New York City for that regard, is borderline untouchable. But in Florida, let's see, what is it right now? 72? Yeah. 72, we're sitting in the backyard. It's sunny. I'm not sure if you can hear this, but there's like birds chirping. And like, Beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like, what more can you ask for? And then to throw this in there, not to make this a political spin, but like I, went, I dropped an AirPod in the pool yesterday. I paced around John's backyard while on the phone for work, and one of my AirPods fell out of my ear, bounced twice, and ended up in the low end. So I went to Walmart. So I was at a Walmart recently in New York. Everybody has a mask on. I went to a Walmart in Florida, not a single person had a mask on. So, like, not saying it's right or wrong, but it's like, your civil liberties and your freedoms are granted down here. Courtesy, frankly, of Ronnie DeSantis, who I hope runs for president in 2024. That's right. But it's a, uh, the way of life is a sense of normalcy that we otherwise don't have in New York at the moment. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody can dispute that. Plus, not just the civil liberties, but, like, just the stuff that you have the ability to do. Like down here, if you have a car, you can go golfing, you can go visit different areas, et cetera, et cetera. In New York, with you know, with all the snow and then the twelve degree weather that we're gonna get in the next couple of weeks, like there's just not there's just some such a limitation of things that you can actually do. Down here it's like if you wanna get like I said, if you wanna go golfing, if you wanna do anything else other than like go to a movie theater or go to a bar inside where it's not totally freezing, like that, that that's that's those are your options in New York. Here there's just so much more to do. Right, but another great point. Like we went to so we've been doing most meals with Orlando's parents, which is incredible. They're the most gracious hosts. Like we went to a bar the other day. You don't have to wear a mask to go inside. You don't have to have your vaccine card checked to get inside. Right. So it's a uh, it's a sense of normalcy and it's a um, it puts the onus on the person. If you want to do these things, good, go for it. If you don't want to do it, no worries. But we're going to continue to live a normal life. And especially for this time of year, like how long were you in the pool for yesterday? That's four probably, hours? Yeah, four hours. Like John was like bobbing like a cauliflower while I'm sitting here working. And it's like, you would not be able to do that in New York. And if you yeah. did, you'd be hypothermic in 90 seconds. Right. <laughs> we did get yelled at yesterday. <laughs> uh, towards the end of, uh, end of the work day. Uh, cause we were going to go get some, uh, we got a massage at four thirty. not a couple's massage, not a couple's massage. We wanted it we to went, be a couple massage yeah. if you want uh, we, the honest answer. We but. went one, one after the other, but towards the end of, uh, Dan's work day, we got a little big L pump in here in the backyard just to get the juices flowing a little bit. And, uh, one of the, the, the neighbors, a lady who lives across the way came over and was just like, can you turn it down? I'm on a conference call. <laughs> Scared the shit out of her. She shakes her head walking back yeah. to her place. Hey, sorry. Sorry, lady. Um, John told her he's got 35 bodies. Don't yeah, make it 36. Don't make it 36. Uh, so, all right. That's pretty much it. Do you have any last words for the audience? No, I would think the final thing is this Georgia bet. John is bullish in the Georgia bet. I've told John a hundred times, I'm going to bet on Georgia. Brendan Chappie, if you're out there listening, you know what the honest answer is. We're going to hammer Ben. <laughs> We're a roll tie family. We've ridden them all year. That just is what it is. All right. There you have it, folks. Dan DeVito, uh, not typically podcast etiquette to be name dropping as much as he did, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take what we could get. I think that was a great first interview for um, 
for uh, yeah my first guest ever on the podcast. We'll see who we get next. Probably it might be honestly him again, but I guess we'll play it by ear. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna now move into the other room. So just give me a second because he's gotta work like a fucking sheep right now. <laughs> um, so just uh, for for me, I guess. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit. I know uh, a lot of people reached out to me about, um, you know, me being on a plane for the first time in a long time and stuff like that. So just wanted to quickly um, touch base. Like I said, this is going to be a bit of a shorter, shorter episode. Parents are here and everything and we got stuff that we got to do. So, uh, yeah, the, the flight itself... Um, I went to my uh, PCP two weeks ago and basically, you know, gave him the, the spiel about, you know, me not having been on a plane for a while, etc. cetera. Uh, so I got a prescription for um, uh, low milligram Xanax. So I had those with me for the plane. Felt good. Um, as soon as we got to the airport, I was feeling fine. Um, and then even, you know, as we got onto the plane, I was feeling fine. I took one of those Xanax, got on the plane and, and, you know, honestly, the anticipation of doing something that you're afraid of is worse than actually like being there and, you know, physically doing it. Uh, I definitely, definitely did not love it. Definitely still not much of a flyer. I found myself, you know, thank God. We flew United and they have like those uh, tablets on the back of the seats where you could get like free shows and free movies and stuff. I must have watched a season of <laughs> Arrested Development. And, you know, I was chilling on the Xanax, but, you know, halfway through, I would say I was starting to get like a little like toe tapping, antsy, just like, come on, come on, come on. Like, let's let's get over with this kind of thing. Where you just like you just your your body's just begging to get out of there kind of thing, but you know you come up with uh, you you just try and keep your mind at bay in terms of like trying to pay more attention to the show. I turned on the subtitles, so I just started reading the subtitles and like little tricks like that. And then we finally landed, and and I do get uh, a bit of uh, motion sickness too. So honestly, it kind of felt like shit. Um, for a day or two afterwards, didn't really, haven't really slept up until last night. So, um, you know, definitely, uh, not a huge, not a huge fan. Uh, but it is good to know that I can do it. I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't ever foresee myself being the type of person to be able to, uh, do like a, um, like a weekend trip. I think that's still very much out of the question for me, like fly in on like a Friday, turn around, come back Sunday. Like I don't see myself being able to do that at all. But in terms of like just being able to get down here and like stay here for two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is, like where it's kind of more spaced out, um, you know, it it definitely feels rewarding to have proven to myself that, you know, I I can at least do that. Uh, maybe with the help of Xanax a little bit, I think I'm going to double up my dose on the way back. Uh, so maybe I can like sleep through it. So I don't have that like total motion sickness. Like I really felt like shit when I got off the plane, uh, just like headache and just like a little nauseous and stuff like that. So I'm hoping, 
next time on the, on the way back. I know it's a little bit of a shorter trip coming back from Florida too, as it is opposed to going down there. So I'm hoping I'm going to double up, see if I can knock myself out so I don't have to deal with all that shit again. But, um, but yeah, it was good. Um, you know, having, you know, anxiety and like OCD and, and, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it, you're like, um, it's like being like very overly and hyper aware of your, um, your situation. So it's like every little ache and pain that you have, it's just like you, you just, you focus and stress so much on that, that it's like, it, it just, it just takes over your entire, you know, uh, thought process basically instead of just like, um, you know, being uh, blissfully ignorant and just like, you know, living your life and, you know, the little aches and pains you get, it's just whatever, whatever, you know, um, for somebody like me, when I do have that, it like, it can definitely like overwhelm and consume like everything, like my, my entire state of being basically. And I know that it's like, it's hard. I mean, for me, before I started dealing with this, for me, that would have been hard to comprehend. And like, for me, it's almost like hard to comprehend, comprehend not being like that now, you know. Um, But it is what it is. And you just have to uh, take the necessary precautions as I have to try and, you know, not at least cope with it and not let it um, run your life and not let it kind of, um, you know, dictate what you can and can't do. So this, I think, was a very, uh, very positive, very positive experience. We're having a good time down here. Get some sun, chillaxing, uh, exercising, eating good. Uh, This weekend, we're going to go, we're going to head down to Naples tomorrow, go see some people. Uh, Saturday, might do a little golfing. Uh, Sunday, probably go somewhere. There's this, um, there's this place that got like a outdoor bar and like an arcade and shit like that. So we'll probably go there for NFL Sunday, hang out there. Probably go back, run it back there for, uh, for the, um, college football championship too. We have some dinner parties with, uh, my parents and some of their friends from down here. So that'll keep us a little bit busy too. So it's good. Definitely a good trip. Definitely glad that I came. Um, you know, we're just kind of, you know, me especially, um, with not really having uh, much to do down here, just kind of living the dream. Going to be applying to some schools already while I'm down here. Um, Going to, you know, do some work on my resume and stuff like that. So I'll be doing that kind of thing. Going to get a, uh, going to get a new tattoo this week. So that, that, that'll be fun. Um, you know, and, uh, that's pretty much it. Just trying to, uh, get off, uh, get off on the right foot this year. Kind of set the tone. Um, you know, look good, feel good. Um, you know, treat ourselves, you know, like the massage yesterday, my neck was killing me, giving me headaches and shit, go to the massage and I feel freaking great today. So, you know, kind of, uh, 2022, I'm saying is kind of the year of, um, you know, taking care of yourself, treating yourself, uh, do the things that make you look and feel good. Um, you know, and that, and that whole thing, I, I think that everybody, going into the year kind of feels that way. 
and it's easy to 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 um to uh you know let good habits fall by the wayside but you know i have the uh, distinct luxury of having uh, a month and a half off and it takes 30 days to create a habit so my hopes is that by the time that my break is over that these habits will be deeply instilled into my routine but i guess that remains to be seen so without further ado that's pretty much it next week we'll probably check back in have a similar similar type thing um my big uh my big uh, part for the segment today was obviously to interview Dan. We'll see what we do next week. Um, again, it's a little bit shortened today, not as much content as we usually have. Um, you know, he's obviously still working, so <laughs> we had to fit it into an appropriate window where he'd be able to, uh, I think he's on a, a conference call right now, so we had to fit it into a finite window. But we'll see, maybe we could get some more time on the schedule uh, next week, talk about some more things, and kind of see what we get into. All right, so thank you again, everybody, for listening, for those of you that do listen every week. And um, best of luck on... uh, on Georgia with the championship on uh, on Monday. I I I can't stress it enough. Me and Deves were we're gung ho on it. So hopefully uh hopefully for those of you that do tail the podcast picks, hopefully it is another uh winner winner chicken dinner and we head into the wonderful time of year that is wildcard weekend at a twelve and four record and we'll see what we get into. All right, everybody, thanks again for listening, and uh, once again, Happy New Year.